you doing? I am good. Cool. I'm rested. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I'm I'm, I'm rested. That's that's what I am. Okay, why why are you so rested? Why are you I've so? Been away, oh, you've, been on. Yeah, oh, you had a holiday, didn't you? I took a holiday as well. Yeah, yeah. we went on, we went on a holiday together. It's not like the, the trip or anything like that. Well, I did go to the lakes and uh, all right. I did do a Ronnie Corbett impression all the time. So it's <laughs> good. It was, it was great. Good man. Good man. That film lies. Um, mm? Phone signal was uh, pretty good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a deep cut. Major, major kind of plot point there from the trip. Deep cut for the trip fans. Yeah. <laughs> Phone signal. Oh. So, what have you got to tell me for a podcast? What content have you got for a podcast? Do, um, so, this would be about fitness. Okay, I tell you what, we're not even doing any preamble today, just go straight in and no in. Oh, uh, I'm John. Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Hi. I'm Nick. Um, you're going straight, in with, straight into the fitness. Good man. Good man. No messing. Uh, I don't think I've got anything on fitness, actually. Oh, right, brilliant. <clears throat> Sweet. Uh, I just, uh, I'm, I'm just clarifying again. <laughs> just setting the stage. Um, it's a show about fitness, running, and tech, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're starting off with the first, the first one. Um, starting off with the first one and going, no, crossing that out. Have we had any? Now, I, as as you know, John, um, mm-hmm. like the true hero that I am, I'm not on Twitter anymore. Um, do I mean, we, you are. So. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you do we have any? Do, I, do we have any Twitter? Any Twitter follow up? Anyone? Anyone contacting us? Letting oh, us know on. anything? Hang on, hang on. He's checking. Checking the Twitter. Great audio. I'm, great audio content. I'm, I'm confused now. I thought we would. Oh, I thought you said we were doing fitness. Oh, and well, you said you hadn't got any fitness. You started off and said, "I've got some." I fitness. mean, I, I have got some fitness. Oh, well, make your mind. If you've got fitness, no, you've like, not I got mean, fitness within me. The, oh, right. the real mm. fitness was in me all along. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, right. So follow up. That's how you start a show, isn't it? That's how we do. That's how a professional podcasters do it. Um, well, I, I've seen a number of tweets from you, so that's that's interesting. Wonderful from a follow up point of view. How is being off Twitter doing, Nick? Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. Follow up wise, there for you. The thing is, yeah. you, I never. Yeah, it is good. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I occasionally pop on uh, just to you know if I. I find some sort of example of a tweet around like uh, white privilege in tech. I like to jump on and just quickly. Uh, but how? Drop my how I, I mean, that was an awful take that that person made. Your take mm. was fine. Um, how do you find these 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 tweets from from Twitter dot com without being an active member of the community of the Twitter dot com, mate? Just... You know, they just occasionally slip into my into my radar, um, and I'll I'll immediately jump on and. Make sure the, the world hears my opinion on them. Uh, no, but I. So what I actually did. Do you actually want to? Do you actually? We've never actually talked about this other than making vague reference to me uh, bravely quitting Twitter, which is actually I a mean, joke from which is actually a joke from another podcast, which is something we. I thought we outlawed. Do. But, um, we don't do that. We don't do jokes um, from the podcast, but I did bravely quit Twitter. So what I've actually done. Here's what here's well, what I actually well, well, did. Wait, wait, we did we did cover this extensively. Did we during the Yuri Geller episode? Um, did we? We talked a lot about your lack of numbers and your <laughs> the issues that you, you poured your heart out, mate. Did I? Oh, is that when we were a bit? Was that an after dark show? I can't remember. It was, it was after dark. Um, you extensively edited it sober, though, so that's, nah. that's interesting. Um, yeah. Mm. So 
all I did really, all I've done really is is delete the apps off my phone. That's all I've actually done. I've not like deleted my account or anything, so I can still access things via via. I mean, the that's web, a shame. The web you, should, you should delete your account. So I should delete my account. Well, that's is what that, people say that, to each other, isn't is it? That a dig. Delete your account. That's what people, that's what people say. Yeah. Delete what, this account. Is that what the yeah. kids on Fortnite say when you're uh, the kids on Fortnite when you're hanging out with them? It's a bad game. Um, yeah, so that's all I've done. So I can still access, as as I've stated to you before, I can still access it, and occasionally I'll go on via the web browser. But it just massively reduces my usage not to have the app there. I think you should maybe go one step further. You should maybe um, block Twitter dot com from your computer as well, so you have to access it through a TV app mm. just to make just just to put more friction in for you. Yeah, that would be good actually. Yeah, that would definitely stop me from using it altogether. Oh. Oh, hang on. What? Oh, I, yeah, it's fine. People Good. don't want to see. People don't want to see behind the curtain that far. I just, it's fine. Carry on. Oh no, we're well, not recording. We're not recording your end. Oh no, no, I am. I just, I, I made an adjustment to my microphone and it went wrong. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'll keep that in. I'll keep that in. I'll keep that in. Let people see how the uh, how the burgers made. Yeah, from from uh, vegetable based proteins, mate. Yeah. So. Anything on Twitter? Well, yeah, you. Oh, okay, yeah, fine. I've I've tweeted a couple of times. Sweet. Anything from our listeners on Twitter? I just feel like I should make an like, intervention on I you, don't, Nick, I don't it's like, you it's a cry for help every I don't time know if you've forgotten, there. buddy, but we're on a podcast, right? And we have a Twitter for the podcast. And when I say anything on the Twitter, what I'm referring to specifically is the podcast Twitter account. I'm wondering if anyone's replied to it. Any content for us to chat about, any feedback, any follow-up. That's what I'm just, just to clarify when I say anything on the Twitter. I don't mean anything on Twitter.com, full stop. Well, that would be a good feature. Just, just <laughs> anything on Twitter. Just find some shit on Twitter. Anyone, anyone tweeted about juice? Yeah, any juice, juice. I think we should follow a few hashtags. Hashtag juice for a start. Although I think yeah. that might be a problematic hashtag. Is it? I don't know. I'm sure. It sounds like the sort of thing that someone could very easily make sexual. I mean, I just like a, I just like a glass of juice sometimes. Yeah, I don't, I don't need, don't need that. Okay, slippers are popular, Nick. Oh, really? Slipper chat? There you go. Straight in. Content. Oh, okay. what's happened there? It's done it again. My, my, my mic's done. Did you, you would have heard that one. I did hear no, that one, yeah, yeah. There's no, no getting like past that. Sneezing into the mic. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, sli- slippers, that was from the After Dark episode. Yeah. Have you yeah. Um, have you upgraded your slipper game? No, still working off those same bad boys. Mm-hmm. You've not been, you're not been and uh, had a... A gate analysis on your slipper. A slipper measurement. Yeah. I was just chatting to, to a listener of a show, actually. Um, All right. Who we know. And he was letting me know that uh, he uh, he was talking about trainers. He's like, I want to go walking. Um, what trainers should I get? Like, I'm sort of some sort of expert on all footwear now. Uh, you have like, put out your stool pretty hard. Not on... really. He's like, should I get should I get running shoes? I was yeah. like, No. I said, I'll just get some good insoles. And he said, oh, yeah, actually, I've got some, uh, I've got some insoles. They're the ones where you go and get your feet, like, analysed. Oh, OK, I know who this and, is, right. And he fired up the... Well, I was, he, hasn't, he hasn't requested to be on my show, so I'll keep his, keep his name out of it. Yeah, but I know, um, I know who it is. You know who you mean. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, I, got, I went and got my feet analysed. And, he, and he, I was like, all right, well, where did he get that done? And he fired up the website, and as he did, I saw the price of these insoles, John. <clears throat> £55 for a pair of insoles. Mm. I mean, what, what, what world are we living in here? Would you do that? 
55 pounds for a pair of insoles? Yeah, that's just I mean, the insoles, John. They come free in my trainers, mate, so... Well, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, like, those running shoes I got from Decathlon that I've, I've stated as, like, my perfect running shoes, my favourite running shoes, mm-hmm. I missed out on getting a second pair because I was quibbling over paying £27 for the pair. So I'm not going to pay £55 just for some insoles. Not with my stingy uh, outlook on no. life. So, yeah, so <laughs> no, I haven't been to get my uh, slipper analysis done. For some £55 slippers. Right. No. no. No? Not interested in that. No, I'm 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 big up for big up for that. I just um I just want you to get onto the homies because there's a few few homies uh wearers on, on the Twitter mate yeah. coming back at us. Yeah. Yeah, what have we got to say from Tos? So uh, there's this I don't know if this is some this is someone that you know or not. And I I, I hope this is I mean they've tweeted us, they know. They know they know how this works. If you tweet us, we might say your name. Somebody whose Twitter name is actually Mega Slippers. Right, okay. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, their, their name's Mega Slippers. Is it a brand? I don't, no, it's a person. Are we having some brand engagement with. No, it's a person. Okay, yeah. And um, they, they contacted us and said that they enjoyed the After Dark episode. And I, I made some sort of reference of, oh, with a name like that, I'll guess you're here for the slipper chat. And they went, yeah. Yeah, I am. Big fan. Of, uh, of homies so there you go so I, I don't know if I'd like to think that they changed their Twitter name in honour of that episode but I don't think they did okay so here's my concern what what our episodes are being <laughs> analysed by a speech to text recognition tool and uh, are being then presented to people advertised to people based on their Interests just because several swimming pools that you've never been to have reached out to you. Well, on yes, we'll get we'll get onto that, but I, I I fear now that we're being recommended to slipper lovers as a slipper based podcast because we I... keep talking about slippers so much, and all we've done there is we've really looked out that the one person who took took up that offer also enjoyed the rest of the chat. The rest of the yeah. after dark chat. Uh, they came for the slipper chat and they enjoyed the bit where I read out um, a, a, a screenshot from notes that Yuri Geller wrote. So. Yeah, yeah. So my concern is when they get into the real running chat and they realise right. it's not all Yuri Geller and slippers. Right. You know, are they gonna? That's when they. That's when they turn and they run, or rather, run away. Well, but then, there you see, but now we've got them, because they're running. Yeah, they'll be running away, go, hang on a minute, I'll tell you what, I could, oh. I could use it. I could use some, some tech and running chat. I could use some £55 insoles for this. So, John, w- one thing we talk about a lot mm-hmm. um, is that they're, they're, they're definitely not listening, are they? You know, no, no one's listening, Nick. No one. They're definitely not listening, the social medias. They're, they're definitely not listening to us on our phones. Except that, um, mm-hmm. we discussed last... Week in inverted week. commas. Yeah, yeah. Last week, week we, we discussed um, the different <coughs> swimming pools around the Erdington area of Birmingham, a place yeah. I have not lived for four years. Yeah, yeah. And we discussed Erdington Leisure Centre mm-hmm. and um, the Windley Leisure Centre. We discussed as well. Windley Leisure Centre. Yeah, famously you've never been. The, uh, which where, somewhere I've never been, John. Somewhere I've never lived. Somewhere I've never visited. Somewhere I've never been. We discussed it on the show. We talked about how I saw the old man washing his genitals in the uh, showers on the side of Erdington swimming baths. You were very coy about that and, and about what he was washing last time. So was I? Um, yeah, you were. So I'm because I'm pretty sure. Offended. Pretty sure I said that he was vigorously washing his penis. I think I don't. I don't think I could be more explicit about that. 
than I oh, was. I, I remember you you sort of talking about it in much more sort of floral terms than that. Maybe maybe I've got like a maybe I've got one of those uh, black mirror kind of things in my ears that just cleanse everything for me. Maybe it's the Mandela effect, just except with old man's penises. Um, but I was definitely very explicit about it. So we talked about that on the podcast, and yep. then. About a day later, I suddenly started getting Instagram adverts for mm. not only Erdington Leisure Centre, but also yeah. Windley Leisure Centre. Yeah. And but I, that's fine, because that's fine they're not listening to you. But the thing is, like, the theory... So here's the theory, right? Everyone, everyone goes, mm-hmm. oh, no, they're not listening. What it is, is your social graph and where you live and yada, yada, mm-hmm. they, they kind of... It's, it's scarier in a way because their data is so good that it's scary that it's, they're so good that it feels like they listen to it or not. And under what circumstances, mm-hmm. other than me and you having a conversation about those two leisure centres, mm-hmm. would the, my social graph... Mm-hmm. It goes without saying that I did not then jump off that conversation and start Googling, oh, let me just see what Urgent Leisure Centre's like these days. Leisure Centre's 30 miles from me. Yeah, yeah, Leisure Centre's where I used to live. Um, like, there's no there's no social graph I have, unless you went and Googled those things, which is the only data point Leisure Centre's 30 miles from Nick, I mean. <laughs> you, okay, if you'd have gone off, if you'd have jumped off and gone, mm-hmm. right, let me just quickly Google Erdington Leisure Centre and Winley Leisure Centre mm-hmm. and see, uh, see what Nick's missing out on by having moved away from the area four years ago, then maybe that would explain why I suddenly then started getting Instagram adverts for it. Otherwise, the only other, the only other sensible explanation is that they're definitely not listening. They're definitely not listening, John. I mean, you know, it's 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 easy to go Occam's razor on things, Nick. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Well, let's see what they're going to bring up um, <clears throat> next time. I can't wait for you to get some adverts about old man's penises. Oh, <laughs> well, yes, quite. Quite. Um, I've seen a lot of um, of ads for things, not not old man's penises. Well, no, no, well, but. Um, well, you you don't know this because you don't go to the gym very much. But when you go to the gym, essentially, mm. it's mm. it's like running the gauntlet of of old man penises. Especially if you go to like a nice kind of hotel style gym, uh, it kind of attracts them like a like a. So the nicer <laughs> it is, the more likely there is that people are just going to be. I wonder what yeah. What age do you get to where you just don't give a fuck? You're just like I'm gonna. I've uh, I've done my time hiding this. I'm gonna just kind of wander around the changing room with no regard for anyone else's eyeballs or mm. mental health. I'm just gonna kind of like swing this around, uh, tap you on my shoulder, and all that sort of stuff. When when <coughs> what age is it? Like is there a specific cutoff point? Does it happen gradually? Um, is it is it a class thing? Because you've sort of said like it's nicer gyms. Well, but I just think that the, when you know if you're if you're an old an, an older uh, chap, you, you're going to go. You're going to choose the nicer gym. I think you're going to mm. you're going to look for a more luxury area. Are you, are you sure it's not a class thing? Because you know we we are media and cultural studies people, Nick. Inevitably, we're going to decide it's a class thing. Well, you always want to make it a class thing. I do. Mm. I do. Um, what would Jeremy Corbyn do? I mean, he'd probably be in the nice gym with his wang out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's, he's of age. He's, 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 he's of bang age. on the money for that. Yeah. Um, Talking about vegetable protein, probably. So Yeah, exactly. Have a nice chat with him. 
It's just, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a bit on this, John. It's just, it was just a, a period of my life that I lived through, and, uh, <laughs> and now I choose my gyms very specifically based on whether the shower area is contained to individual cubicles. So, so the poor, the poor sort of membership manager is there, kind of going, oh yeah, and obviously, you know, uh, you do get your first uh, month for free, and actually, we're going to give you the rest of this month for free, no joining fee today. And you go, I'm going to stop you there. What's your policy on wangs? <laughs> I just want to know, as a percentage, what my likelihood is of seeing an old man's wang. Um, and to be clear, I'm not for it. No, I, yes, it's very much against it. Uh, but, you know, if you look, so you look at it like the guy at the Erdington Leisure Centre, mm-hmm. he would have given anything just to be wang out. But mm-hmm. he knew that, like, the best he could do was shower on the side of a pool and clean himself, clean himself within his shorts. But if he had a choice, mm-hmm. he'd have been wang out of the way. Once you get into the more, you know, what I would call the old man's sweet spot of a uh, male changing rooms, right. where it's supposedly socially acceptable for you to go in that direction, it's just it's an the, the second they walk in, it's like uh, the gyms where this happens. Is this the gyms where the lockers are made of varnished wood rather yes, than metal? Yes, yes, yes. That's a good. That's a good um, like Barometer. an indicator. Yeah, yeah. Like if you walk yeah. in, like, oh wait. This is a varnished wood system. I know this. It's like you know it's going to end up uh, with with an Eiffel. Um, oh, what was I going to say then? What are we talking about? Right, if I don't... There must be some... I'm, I must get some sort of adverts now. That This is a true barometer. <laughs> if oh. You, if I don't get Instagram ads... You're going to get an advert for a barometer because we've said barometer at least six yeah, times. Varnished wood lockers, a barometer, wood. and um, why fronts for old men. Cuprinol? Cuprinol advert. <laughs> well, that could be. I mean, I've got a shed to varnish, mate. It could be. Oh, you're going to um, varnish your shed. Oh, you've whatever. Changed. I don't know what you do with sheds. I'm, not that, sort of, I'm not that sort of man. I could build you a website <laughs> you about sheds, but I couldn't build you a shed. That's basically my uh, my curse. Build you a website about sheds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to populate the content, but that's, that's someone else's job. Oh, God. Uh, makes me think of my dad. Yeah, but what have you ever built? <laughs> All right, Dad. Oh man, I don't know. The next, degrees, gen- the next generation of media hands? scholars, Dad. Whatever. <laughs> when did you last get an article in a peer-reviewed journal, Dad? Come yeah, on, God, Dad. Um, I'm worried about. I'm worried about that man now from Eddington Bath. So, because what essentially they've done no, to me is no, they, he's, they, almost, they, he's almost certainly dead. They've <laughs> they've gentrified Erdington Baths now, so there's no opportunity for that sort of behaviour. He old gentrified <laughs> What? <laughs> where, where do people like that go now, mate? Oh, they go to the wooden lockers. Yeah, that's it. Oh well, good 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 bit of content, that Nick. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> um, oh. I, uh, that's, that's how you do a podcast. Stop from... after, stop after every chat and go. That was a good bit of content. That was a bad bit of content. I hope no one's taking notes. I'm giving um, this a six out of ten for content. <laughs> well, someone who seems to be uh, seems to be enjoying the content is uh, Josh Edwards. He's on he's on Twitter. Big shout out to him as well. Um, Josh was going through our back catalogue, and I always feel anxious when someone does that. So um, I hope he I hope he reports back in soon. Well, That's you mentioned you mentioned gone. this uh, on last week's episode. Uh, Did I? Yeah. So the fact that he hasn't reported back in is is worrying for us all. I guess. Did I really? Yeah. When did we record that then? Yeah. <laughs> Just, the dates don't align here, mate. No, you don't, it doesn't match up. I hate to feel. Uh, I hate to be all eighty twelve on you here, but uh, I don't think we did. 
We definitely did. Uh, so, you were mentioning fitness. Okay. Did you have anything on fitness? You said no. Um, you, I, I, you, you're in two minds, but... I've got some stuff on, on, on running. I've got um, some stuff on running, John. Uh, this but, could be a, no run, a run-heavy show. I like a run-heavy show. Yeah, do you? Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in for a treat. Because I've got a lot. Great. You go first. Um, okay. Um... I didn't enjoy my running over my holiday much. Oh, that's yes, so you're relate. So that, that's where I'm going to start. Too many hills, was it, mate? Too much hard work for you? <laughs> too few hills. Too few hills? Yes. What, in the lakes? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, where we stayed was um, in a haven campsite, which is you know one of these ones that's got all activities for the kids and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But where they put their campsites tends to be somewhere like where you, you describe it as, oh, it's a good base. It's a good base for the holiday. Right. But it's not really where you want to be. Okay. Do you, do you follow me? Okay, yeah. Like, you can get everywhere from there. But of itself, it's got all the archery and, like, there's a go-ape thing and there's, like, segways and stuff and football and all these things that the kids can do and they're really, really happy. Segways? Yeah, well, we didn't we didn't do those. But what, they, like they the, had... the, the electronical... The proper ones, like the Job ones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, how did you not do that? Um, there was an age limit on it, and I'd have had to go out on my own. <laughs> that, that, that is quite Why a, didn't sad, I do it? a sad Why? image, actually. Just you sadly <laughs> going past your family, like, right, back in an hour. <laughs> going to segue around. Oh, <clears throat> it's not a trick. It's an <laughs> illusion. Oh, no, I should have done that now. Could have mm. got an hour apiece. <laughs> yeah, well, quite... Um, so yeah, it was, it was good for all that sort of stuff. And, um, uh, but it was, it was not really in the places that I imagined I would be going for runs. I imagined going on lots of like really interesting trail runs through woods and up hills mm-hmm. and stuff and, and, and round lakes. But we were on the, we were on the sort of Southern part of the Lake district itself and sort of on a, by some marshland going out into Morecambe Bay. So the one run that I did, I only went on one run, um, was a was a 5K, which was a, I'm going to run for a bit and then I'm going to have to run back. And it was like a running across a flat, featureless landscape. Mm. And it was really hot. Um, I worked out that I could, have, I could have carried on and done like a 10K, but to have done that, I'd have had to get up to the village and then run down like a mile and a half straight road and I can't I can't deal with that but John why did you not just like jump in the car go somewhere that was a bit more interesting and just go for a run there thought about that I've done that before when I've ended up in, in boring places just didn't get around to it mate ok fair enough well, yeah, but you are on holiday you don't need to you don't need to run hmm but I went on, some, went on some interesting hikes with the family and stuff like that and so I know I, I know where I want to be next time and I know that there will be the interesting runs but it wasn't yeah it was a bit a bit of an underwhelming thing so I've come back and um, I haven't got a plan yet, like a training plan yet, but I've started working towards this short-term goal of, before I start marathon training, working on my 5K pace. Mm-hmm. Um, that went okay. Um, did a run the other day. Did probably my, I think probably my fastest mile I've ever done, but then kind of faded pretty hard and actually the 5K ended up about par for me really. So what's your, because this is an area I'm, I want to 
also evolving. I think we chatted about it last time. Hmm. What what is your approach to increasing your five k? Are you just like I'm going to go flat out and build up to a point where I can go flat out for five k? Is that like your approach, or have you got a specific uh, plan that you're working towards that's kind of designed to up, up that five k pace? I'm 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 going to do some more research into what I should be doing, <clears throat> but because. I think because I felt a little bit like I'd been away and not been doing anything, I decided on Saturday when I could go for a run that I was just going to hit it. So I went for the for the approach that you said of just like, I'm just going to run as hard as I can until I can't do that pace. And then the next time out, I'll go out, I might do it again. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the starting point at the moment was just like, how fast could I do the first mile? Yeah. Um. Which you know, it's it's not a, not a pace to massively write home about when you consider the the paces people were putting down in the London Marathon the other day. But it's still pretty pleasing from my point of view. It was a six forty for the first mile. It's very quick. Yeah. So if I could do that for the if I could do that for three miles, I would smash my five k time. I can't do that. <sighs> yeah. So I went. I I follow the same approach mm-hmm. on Friday. Um. But. Not even a mile in, uh, I basically was like, no, this is too, like, my lungs were horrific. Mm. But I wasn't, I had a bit of a low level cold or maybe hay fever. I can't, I can never quite tell in this part of the year whether it's hay fever or cold. And Mm. my lungs were just rancid. Um, And I basically, and also I'd just come off the back of doing a, like a 45 minute workout before going out running. So I don't know if that, also wasn't the best prep but yeah like i don't know so because when i was doing when i was increasing my 5k speed before i wasn't doing like i'm just gonna go flat out i was just doing various bits of training right and my speed was increasing it wasn't like a it wasn't a wholly conscious thing i just noticed that i was feeling stronger and my speed was increasing so i just kept pushing it a little bit harder and a little bit harder each time yeah um and i think the way i approached it before was to not burn out in the first mile, but to then really push it once I'd warmed up. Mm-hmm. But the thing with the first mile was to make sure that it was quick enough that it wasn't going to negatively impact the overall time. Right. Um, and then really push it on the way back. Whereas I think where, what I tried to do was go out way too fast on the first mile and it just, it just screwed me. So, yeah, I think I need to kind of like almost not think about it as much but just be a bit mindful not to go too easy on the first mile and then kind of push right. hard push hard when I'm kind of out there because I think you've still got time to pick it up right not maybe not first yeah. mile maybe like first kilometre just kind of like ease into it a bit yeah uh, and then I think it's the breathing rhythm more than anything for me is the, is the thing I have to ease into more than physically like muscles and stuff hmm just like easing the breathing, get back going, and then then I can push a bit harder. But yeah, I'm definitely on the. I'd like I'd like to. I think I'm quite a bit away from my best five k, which is just under eight minute miles. So it's like twenty four minutes or something. I can't. Yeah. Remember, I can't remember what it was. Um, I think I'm quite far away from that at a minute. Like I'm doing well at the minute to get anything under nine minute miles at any right. at any distance, so I'm still quite a bit away. Are you mostly running sort of trails and stuff at the moment, or no? I don't just road road running. Right. Okay. Um, 
I've, what I've been doing to try and get back into that, I was thinking about the things I was doing before that helped me with my pace, and it was a lot of cross-training. Mm-hmm. So I'm upping my cross-training again. I'm not going back to the gym. I've just got some kettlebells at home, and I'm just doing that mm-hmm. kind of in, intermittently with, with running to see if that's going to help. I think it has helped <coughs> generally. Um, and we'll come on... So the thing I wanted to talk about was something I did this weekend in terms mm-hmm. of uh, an event and kind of my pace on that was pretty good and I think it is helping generally but I think it will take time for me to get back mm. but yeah it's definitely something I want to work on is that pace yeah so I think um, in in my head the way it's going to go is it'll be similar to what I do when I'm doing the full training plans that I've done for uh, events before I'll, I'll be doing like some interval stuff and some focused speed stuff and then some just sort of like long gentle runs i think that's the way i'm gonna end up doing it but i'm, I'm keen to get a proper 5k <clears throat> 5k uh plan together what was interesting about this run on the weekend was i i had done quite a big warm-up mm. before i did the fastest mile so i went out with my lad for a run we did um about two and a half miles i think mm. so i'd done in fact i've got strava here I'd just done 2.2 miles, but at an average pace of 10.44. Yeah. So like a really, really gentle jog. Mm. And I'd been out for 23 minutes, so I was really, really warm at that point. Really loose and really kind of like ready to go. Mm. Um, and I, th- I think in the past I've underestimated how much I should warm up before I try and focus on pace. Well, that's exactly why, John, I did mine after I'd done a workout. That was my right. theory was I'd be warmed up. Mm. But I think the period between kind of like, okay, finishing the workout at home, getting mm. myself out, getting ready, like running, I think I'd kind of like started to cool down a little bit and it didn't have right. that same effect. But I think you've got a really good point there that if I might, I might try that. I might do like a little, um, I think the road that my road connects to is a kilometre to the end. Right. So basically run to that, like just like I say, really, really gentle. Yeah. 10, 10.30 pace. Yeah. Run to the end and back. Yeah, and then from that point, start the clock and yeah. go for the the five k. I thought that's a good idea. I might try that. Yeah, because every time I've um, I've done the speedwork stuff before, I've always been kind of like I've always been keen to get to the meat of it, mm. and, and probably tended to skip past that a little bit too too much. And so this one's happened by accident, but I can see the benefit, and um, that's definitely something that I want to that I want to work on. I wonder if it feels like, for me though, it almost feels like cheating because it's like, so let's say I do that and it's quicker mm-hmm. than my previous best and I'd be like, yeah, but that previous best was cold. Like that was, so that was like a different context. So then is that a comparable result or should it should it essentially be like for like? Do you know what I mean? It's almost like if you did a 5K over... Um, like cross country versus 5k on the road like are those comparable times or not i don't know uh in my head they are because my my 10k pp is cross is uh, cross country that's interesting i was uh i've always found it much harder going i think i think because i've never run a 10k event on the road well great great segue john speaking of segues you just boarded that one and you drove it beautifully uh 10k events i did my first ever 10k event this weekend fantastic in fact my 
I, I realized this and it was a bit of a, I mean, obviously I knew this, but like, cause I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't really mm-hmm. clocked only my second ever event. Cause I did the, really? the Birmingham half marathon, which was the thing that I trained for, that actually got me into running. Right. And I've literally never done a single event since. I mean, you've run the Magna half. Oh, obviously so. the only event that counts, but in terms of actual organized people around events, oh. I hadn't done one. And can't believe you had the temerity to start a running podcast, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I, but, but you know, it is a running podcast that also focuses on fitness and tech, John. So, okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, so I did my, it was the Leicester Big 10K. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to think why I'd kind of like shied away from events before. Um, I, I don't think I particularly enjoyed the Birmingham half. Right. The, I don't think I enjoyed the, the experience of it very much. It was very much focused on just, like, getting through the thing rather than mm-hmm. enjoying the experience. Right. And what I was able to do this time is because a 10K is kind of, like, not far off what I would just normally run on lunchtime. Yeah. Um, sorry, am I boring you? No. <laughs> Try to just yawn. Did I? Yeah, go on. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, so 10K is not too far off what I would normally run. So I was, I was like... I only signed up on the Thursday and did it on the mm-hmm. Sunday because I was just like, oh, I, re- I was chatting to a mate of mine who's done a couple of 10Ks in the last month and I was like, yeah, I fancy doing an event. Like, I can just rock up and do a 10K. I haven't got to worry mm-hmm. about whether I've, like, done a training plan for it or anything like that. Um, so I was able to actually go and just experience the event a bit more. Right. I have to say, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, hey. you know, even um, the run was actually quite tough. Uh, it's a nice course, but um, I think because of because it was that event, it was that thing you've talked about before, where you kind of like get a bit g'd up by the event and you go out quite hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so by like the second half, yeah, I was feeling it quite a bit because I had gone out quite quick. But I was also quite mindful that I was going to try and push for a ten k personal best. Right. Um, and I think I was about ten seconds outside of my personal best for a ten nice, k, and I was. Only that because, although the course was nice, mm-hmm. there was a couple of stretches on it that was single file alongside a canal. Right. And I got, like, caught up behind people. As in, was that, like, enforced? You cannot overtake? Well, it was, just, was that? Well, it was enforced by, like, physics. There was literally no place for you to yep. overtake okay. unless I swam. <laughs> um, so it was a bit... It kind of, like, slowed me right down. So I was right. kind of... I had my pace on my watch, and I was kind of... Aiming for around five thirty or less per kilometer, right? Um, which is under like nine minute miles, I think. Okay, so that was my kind of rough aim. But at those stretches, I was doing like six twenty. Quick sidebar, then. So, have you officially moved to kilometers? Only on this. Okay. Only only when I'm running a kilometer event. So when okay. I so I'm going to set okay. it so that if I'm doing my five k pace or whatever, okay, I'm going to like switch my my tracking over to kilometers so that I can just keep it kind of uniform. Cool. Thank you. Uh, otherwise, it'd be still miles. Um, so, yeah, so, the, so these stretches were like up, up to like 6.20. So, Ooh. and they weren't, they, they weren't like hugely long, but they weren't short. So they kind of impacted me a bit and kind of just didn't help with, um, and then it took me a little bit of time then to get back up to pace mm-hmm. without kind of like throwing my rhythm off. Yep. Um, and I'm not. I'm not like making excuses or anything. It's just that that's just my analysis of why I've 
because I, I got to the end and I looked at the, my time and I was like, oh, that's a bit slower than I thought I was going to be because it right. felt like I was going quick. And every yeah. time I looked at my watch, other than those stretches, I was like five, between 5.15 and 5.40, so right. pretty much bang on where I wanted to be. Right. Um, and actually, when I look at my splits on Strava, I'm exactly where I want to be, apart from the two kilometres where those stretches were. Right. And then it's like 30 seconds per mile slower on the pace. That's going to do, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think but that was just interesting to know. But it was a nice course. It was a really nice event. I got a cool medal. Nice. I was all, I'm like Wreck-It Ralph, mate. I'm all about the medals. That's all I care about. I just <laughs> want a medal. So, was it... Was it Cross cross country or was it like road and then a bit of canal path or it's part so it's it's around a park cool. um, on park paths so there's no right. cross country then there's a little stretch where you run around the park on the roads right um, and then part of that is canal nice so there's like a canal that runs along one side of the park so we could because we did laps we ran down that canal stretch twice oh that was another thing that I wasn't hugely keen on it's just I'm, I'm just never keen on lap based. Routes. No. I'd much rather have a route that's sort of like unique, just because it's. I find it a bit demoralising yeah. to kind of be running on your second kilometre and see the sign for the seven kilometre and be like, "Well, I'll see you in five kilometres time." <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. But I have to say, really enjoy it. I'm already planning my next one in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Um, Boring you again there, uh, which is you're really not. You're really not. <laughs> you're just tired. You're just tired. Um, which is the Drayton Water 10k on the oh, 12th cool. of May. Um, and yeah, it's just it was nice, man. It's just it was very different. It's very different for me to be running with other people. I find it, I think I realised that running for me is a very insular thing. Mm-hmm. We've talked before how I don't like running with other people generally, especially me, especially you. Yeah. But even to the extent that, like, this event, you weren't allowed to wear headphones, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a beef I have. But So on. how did you get on with that? Because you, you sent me a note and you were concerned about this. Yeah, um, it was very different. It was very different. But I think it also helped make what it was for me kind of like... The the thing that I liked about it, the thing that I that felt like oh this is this was different this was enjoyable was makes it a bit special doesn't it? It was helped by the fact that I wasn't wearing headphones and I, I was having to engage a bit with the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I've decided is that I think I'm just going to like I think 10k's might be the, the event for me. Like cool. I've I've proven I can do a half marathon distance. Yeah. Like it's not a thing. The first time I ever did it, it was really about the achievement of doing it. Mm-hmm. Especially considering where I come from, like physically and and all that stuff that we've we've touched on before. Like for me, that was probably the the biggest, the probably the biggest thing I've ever done in my life was getting to that initial half marathon running. Like yeah. it's it's difficult to explain how far away from that I was as a even like a couple of years before that. Like mm-hmm. so far away from that physically mentally like um it, that was huge huge for me that that achievement um the second time you run that distance yeah fine done it before like yeah. i've i've run that distance like four five six times now mm-hmm. it's not it's not a thing that's that's particularly um 
It's not. It, it is very, very challenging for me still, but like, it's not the same. Mm. And what I like about the 10K events is I can actually just go and enjoy the event. I can focus on things like personal bests, but I don't have to have been training as hard for it as if I was doing a half. I, mm-hmm. I could just rock up and do a 10K if I've like missed a week or two of training or haven't run that much. Whereas with a half, I really still feel like I have to... So if I went and said, yeah, I'm going to do loads of half marathon events, mm-hmm. I think I'd be like, oh, God. You know, if you, you miss a couple of weeks, I'd be really anxious about it. But with 10Ks, I think I don't have that level of anxiety, but I can still really enjoy it. And it does add... It definitely adds an extra dimension to my relationship with running, I think. It's a very, very, very transformative experience, I think, what doing it uh, yesterday. Oh, I'm really pleased for you, man. Yeah. I know you've, you've I mean, you've, you've been on this train before, right? You've picked up events before mm-hmm. and I've been very reticent. But mm-hmm. I think this is the nice balance. Like, just that thing of, like, the 10K is just something I can rock up and do is, uh, is key. Yeah. So what, what's the Drayton one? Is that going to be a similar vibe? Is it going to be sort of um, off-road but on trail kind of... I don't on, know. On my, concrete trails, I mean. My mate that I did it, I did the Leicester one with, um, mm-hmm. has done it before. I think they do it each month. Uh, oh, wow. Drayton, or they do it, like, for for a period of months through the kind of season they'll do it. Um, there's still a medal in Volvo. I checked on that, double-checked. Uh, not doing any event without a medal. That's the that's the new rule. No medal, no Morton. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> um, so the... It, apparently, this one's just around, like, a around Drayton Water. I think it's there's no laps. It's just a single lap is around 10K. I think, I think he said there was, like, a little bit of extra he had to run just to make it up to 10K, but... Um, but, yeah, so... He says it's a little bit hillier than um, mm-hmm. the Leicester one. The Leicester one was very flat. I can see why people look at it as a PB course other than that, um, those couple of stretches down by the canal. Yeah. I think if you had clear running on that, it'd be great. Like I was going to say, do you think next time you'll sharpen your elbows and get down the front so that you're not... It didn't really matter. The thing is, it was so many, so many runners. Like I would literally... <laughs> I would have had to be in at the very, very front, and then I would have obviously got overtaken anyway, so it wouldn't have made much difference. Yeah, but the uh, people who are slower than you are going to overtake you, and then they're not going to be in your way. Yeah, possibly. Um, I do have to say, I was quite pleased with um, where I positioned myself in terms of the expected time. Like, mm-hmm. I was moving through the field quite a lot, you know, mm-hmm. so within that within that group, whereas my memory of the half marathon was just being constantly overtaken by people. Right. Um, this time around, I was kind of moving through the field, which was good. So it might serve me well to actually move into the group ahead because I was right on the cusp of the expected yeah. time. Like I was right on that middle bit and I, I chose to go in the slower group. But I think oh, maybe, they did it in waves, did they? Yeah, so it was 35 to 45, 45 to 55, mm-hmm. 55 to 65. And I was I was pushing, hoping for a 55. Yeah. Um, which, I, which I didn't get, but that's what I was hoping for. Um, so I, I reckon cho- the, I some of the people you were overtaking were probably from 35 to 45 as well. Because people are tragic liars. Really? Possibly. Yeah, they, they I, well, really I, are. I overtook a lot of people from running clubs, which I was surprised yeah. by. So a lot of people wearing running club gear. Um, and it's no, no, I, I think, sli- no slight on them, because you can be in a running club no matter what you pace, obviously. But it was just I was going to say, I think from, that, that will depend on the focus of the running club. Like the no, more yeah, inclusive sure. running clubs, there will be people who will be like in their, in their full kit and they will be working at 
the limits of their ability, but yeah, 100%. won't be like doing much, much more than nine, 10 minute miles. Um, yeah. And but, some, but then some other clubs are a bit elite and the, the, like those guys, you're never, you're never going to be overtaking anyone in those bibs, are you? I think for me, it was just, it wasn't about, <clears throat> it wasn't necessarily about the overtaking and oh yeah, I'm faster than them or whatever. It was more like just, um, Helping you to frame where you are? Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Like, just saying, oh, I could... Act. So, for example, thinking, oh, well, I could join my local running club. Yeah. That was it for me. Like, going, oh, if I can kind of hang with people who are in running clubs. Yeah. So, it is that change of perception around, like, oh, I could actually go and do that. You know, you do look like a runner. <laughs> oh, I definitely don't look like a runner. But I was like, I could, you know, I could go and hang with our local running club. My, my fear and anxiety around that is going... Oh, I'll go and do them and they'll just be like fucking miles ahead of me and streaking on and, you know, and actually what I realised is probably that isn't that true. Like, yeah. you know, I can mix it. It wasn't the fact that I was going faster or slower than people. It was just the fact that I was mixing it in that that yeah. sort of like company. So that was good. So yeah, it was, it was a very, a very um, significant experience, I think, going and actually doing it where, where I could focus on the event because I realised that that half marathon... I don't remember anything about the event, really. I just remember right. wanting to get through the distance. That's all that mattered to me. Um, and this was this was super different. So I'm going to try and do loads more. I think 10K is the, the sweet spot for me, I think. That's nice. So, yeah. So you're going to do with less? Should we find some we can do together? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah you, you won't want to run with me, but... Well, no, I won't be able to because you're much too fast for me. You're, you're way too fast. Mm-hmm. But I already know I can't do Drayton Water 10K, so that's out. That's also, see, I was a bit torn because that's also the same date as the uh, Bosworth Half Marathon. Mm-hmm. So that could, that could have been a tempter. But I think <clears throat> after this uh, weekend, the 10K is probably for one. <clears throat> you all right? Yeah, I don't mind. I'm an old froggy, man. Yeah, it's normally, normally me doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, I've just gushed about that. But. I was, no, no, uh, it's, it's good. Um, have you seen the medal? I've seen, I've seen a pic of a medal, mate. I've, seen, I've been on your Insta, mate. It's, it's fine. M- it's multicoloured, man. It's got colours all over it. I'm so gonna... I've got... I can, I can... I can fit in a 10k race um, sometime in the next six weeks or so. Does it, what's the Sutton Park one where you go to all the different pools? Seven pools. That was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it's that, great. Is that gone great now? Is that gone? Yeah. Did I... Did I... <laughs> Did I ever tell you about probably one of the most, one of the least dignified conversations I've ever been in, uh, which related to my time on the Seven Pools Run? No, I must have told you about this. Well, maybe I don't know. What, tell, um, tell us again. So the Seven Pools Seven Pools Run runs in March, and it has an alternative event called the Cinderpath, which runs <clears throat> in the October. And they're both basically the same route, but they they do a slight variation in, in October because the, some of the paths get really really boggy. And the idea is that it goes around these seven different lakes in Sutton Park. Um, and it's a mixture of a little bit of the tarmac, a lot of the uh, kind of off-road broken up trails with a lot of tree stumps and stuff that you've got to just kind of be careful to clear, mm. um, and a little bit ac- across some of the fields and things. Mm. Nice, very coarse, quite hilly. And um, some friends of ours, their son is like a really, really good junior runner. Mm. And he's just gone up in, in, into secondary school. And... Um, at the event in October last year, um, some other friends ran it, and Karina ran it, and this lad ran it, this like 11, 12-year-old kid ran it. And um, his time was really, really good. And just in a conversation, I was like, God, that's a, that's a really, really good time. Um, I, think he's, I think he's just about beaten me on this course. And this friend of mine went, 
uh, no, he's definitely beaten you. I was like, well, no, no, he hasn't. And he's like, I think he has. I don't think you could sub 45 that course. It's like, well, I fucking did. And then, <laughs> and then it went on for a couple of minutes and I thought, hang on, I'm trying to justify beating an 11-year-old in a running race right now. This is appalling behaviour. But also, this guy's literally saying that my PB for a 10K is not my PB for a 10K and I can't, I can't stop. It's that and thing so of someone I, calling so, you a liar, isn't it? That's the thing. So I, so I did carry on and I was like, uh, the conversation finally petered out and I went away and I was like, that was, that was awful because I did literally just argue that I could beat an 11-year-old in a running race. I mm. feel awful. And then I got a text message. And I swear to God, this guy said, John, I've been on the website and I've checked the records and you're quite correct. You, <laughs> you have indeed beaten him on this course. <laughs> I hold my hands up, John. You do beat that 11-year-old. I so at that point, I'm like, well, fantastic. Thing number one, I've proven that I'm not a liar. And thing number two, I'm the least petty person in this conversation. Well, if it helps, John, um, one thing that I decided was too too disgraceful to mention in our chat about my 10K is the best person that I overtook was about 11. And I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, great, I've, I've overtaken... Like a young runner, like the youth. He probably wasn't 11, he was probably about 15. I was like, he looks like a, he looks like he takes running seriously. And I just overtook him. I think he then overtook me later on. And, and I mean, the children are our future, so. Exactly. But yeah, but I was very proud when I overtook somebody about, you know, <laughs> a third of my age. I was very happy. <laughs> on the Sutton Fun Run last year, there's, um, there's a very big hill in the park that's um, quite loose ground. It's not tarmac to it. It's like a path, but it's very wide and it's very steep. And this this child who must have been about eight or nine, so I'm similar age to my own kids, like pegged it past me on a ten mile run. So that like that's pretty phenomenal. But he went hurling down this hill, and I couldn't not be a dad about it. I went, "Go careful! It's it's dangerous." <laughs> I was like, Karina's like, "Will you shut up?" <laughs> so I couldn't help it. Oh man. Oh. Well, you know, if I had to stop and pick up some kid who'd fallen over and graze his knee, it would affect my time. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to really... You were put a, put a black mark on your PV there. That's it, that's it. Oh, speaking of tree stumps, I had to... One of those stretches I was talking about in the canal, I had to jump over a fallen tree. Feels great, the, doesn't it? From the storms. It was huge. Everyone had to, like, stop and climb over it. Again, great for your pace and your, and your uh, river map one. People pay an extra 50 quid for that and call it a wolf run, mate. Don't worry about it. Well, exactly. I tell you what was quite demoralising, because because it's all in this self-contained, like, smaller area, because you're doing the laps around the park. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, I think, six kilometres in, and mm-hmm. I could hear them announcing the elite runners finishing, I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, because we all started at the same time. That was, <laughs> that was quite, it's not like there was, you know, like a London Marathon where you have the elite people way out, you know, good half an hour no no we were all just lined up at the same time and those guys finished in like 34 minutes or something mental oh man for a 10k that was one of the quite nice things about the Birmingham half last year actually because you know it it has that kind of um, turn at Bourneville and then it comes back and there's a brief section on the Bristol Road I think where you're running in a contraflow against the other people yes so we were um, running down towards Bourneville and the, the elites were kind of had already gone done the turn and were coming back mm. and um, that was that was pretty great like seeing them while I was running it really buoyed me up I did enjoy that 
Yeah, um, there, were, there was a little stretch, similar stretch yesterday with that. Yeah. Where um, we, you kind of had that, um, like I say, facing each other. And that was cool. And actually it was quite cool. They were, there was a, some shouts of encouragement both ways, um, yeah. which was cool. You know. and, and and yeah, on that run as well, we got to kind of return it because the the sort of slow wave of the half marathon were coming up as we were coming back. Mm. So it's kind of like like doing some high fives over the barriers and stuff. It was quite nice. Yeah, I tell you what, John, I felt mm. so relaxed. Check check out, check this out. Like the new Nick, the new Nick, right? The new Nick. Here's what here's here's how transformed I was by the experience. Mm. I high fived a small child as I ran past him. That's how. That's the new that's me now. <clears throat> I I stooped down, gave him a low five. I love a I love a high five on a yeah. on a half marathon, mate. Yeah. I did think as I went past, I was like, I bet his hands are sweaty because everyone's high fiving him with their sweaty hands. Well, your hands are certainly going to be sweaty. Well, mine were, yeah. But he's getting he's getting like a right mixture of sweat on his hands. Yeah, I mean, he's going to wash them. I wouldn't worry about it. Can I can I briefly run you through my uh, my cool down uh, routine that I went for yesterday? It was a bit of a, a bit of a Bit of a uh, an alternative cool down routine, you might call it. Did you, um, what did you do? Go to the pub? No, well, I did go to the pub. Yeah, so here's, so here's what I did. I went, I went to the pub. And I had, had a had a roast, a, a meatless roast. Meatless roast at my pub, by the way, John, is just all the roast veggies and stuff, yeah. but, but an extra Yorkshire pudding, which is basically the dream. That is classic. Yeah, I like it a lot. Loved it. Uh, had a couple of pints. Uh, so that was the start of the warm down. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I decided um, what I would do is then spend the next hour uh, running, chasing my dog who had run away, mm-hmm. trying to find her. Took her for a walk, took her for a lead. Uh, a bunch of other dogs came into the park and chased her out of the park. And she is fast. And oh. I was running after her and she was gone. So then I ra- I was like, right, she's got, I don't know, that she'd gone. She had gone, gone. Right. And I was hearing various cars slamming their brakes on and screeching to a halt and people Crazy. beeping. Um, so, so I I'd, uh, surmised that she'd run towards the main road, which was in the back in the direction of our house. Right. So I ran basically home, hoping that I'd find her on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, got kind of like about 100 yards away from the house Uh Met my wife coming the other way, who I rang and said, you need to come out and help me find the dog. She said, right. no, she's not there. So I then ran. I was like, right, let's go back to the park, retrace our steps. So I ran back to the park, got almost within, like, 20-odd yards of the park, got mm-hmm. a phone call. Oh, she's she's actually at home. Um, someone's found her, but they, like, can't get hold of her because she's being too jittery. So I was like, right. I guess I'll run back home then. I've so got bear, a stitch just thinking about this. Bearing in mind, <sighs> the park is where I run to on my normal running route, so it's like the furthest right. point away. So I'd ran back from there to there and then back from there again on the back of, having done a 10k in the morning, had a roast and two pints, and I was... Oh, and I was running in jeans and a hoodie, and it had just got warm. Oh, and uh, just skate shoes as well. So my right Achilles Ooh. is completely destroyed today. I can, I'm really struggling to walk, and uh, I won't be going for a running run for a couple of days at least. Got any like oh, that that's the here. worst. And I got back, and the little shit was just sitting at the door, looking at me like, "Are you going to open this or not?" I was like, "You fucking bellow. oh pets." But it's not her fault. You, these, I'm putting the blame squarely on the other dog owner who had sure. five dogs that they just 
let off a lead and they all just ran oh, out. They you reminded just, me of something I wanted to talk to you about. All just went for it. Go on. Uh, remind me, I need, to, I need to loop back to 10Ks in a bit, but I need to talk to you about something. We haven't got a about, bit, so you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to talk about 10Ks or whatever, whatever you've got here. This bit sounds like great content, so let's go for this. About dog ownership, mate. Oh, I've got about, some stuff on dog ownership, mate. <laughs> you got anything on juice? Um, <clears throat> right. You strike me as a responsible dog owner, mm-hmm. right? You know these leads that dog owners have that they attach to their dog? Yeah, I've seen them, yeah. Right? You know the one where you've got, like, a dispenser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lead dispenser in your hand. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, there's like a thick strap. Yeah. And that, that thick strap is, like, that is the lead. Yeah. That's the acceptable amount of lead. And it's got, like, a wire. That you can you can control you, if you've got that yeah. you can control a dog right yes but then there's a button and if you press it it will reel off like string yeah uh, I'd call it I'd call it wire mm-hmm. um I'd call it cheese wire I'd, it's it's not pleasant is it okay now before you go any further let and me let, dog, let, yeah, let me, let me tell on. you um, mm-hmm. after yesterday's incident I have got one of those coming. In the post, you've got it coming, have you? I've got it coming in the post because I want I want her to be able to sniff around and explore, but mm-hmm. because she's such a nervous dog and the way she bolted when she got chased yesterday, yeah. I can't risk having her do that again. So I need to keep her on a lead, but I also want her to be able to explore. So just before you start slagging everyone off who's bought well, one of these things, well, what I'm going to do is let me know. I'm good friend use this has got a, one coming in the post. I'm going to use this as uh, as a uh, a teaching moment for you, Nick. Okay, yeah, that's what I need from you. Go on. So it doesn't stop me. You, mm. you may have graduated, but yeah, go on. Never finished. Go on, teach me. So th- that that thing retracts as well. That's an important lesson that I need you to know about. Yes, I know that. Yeah, yeah. And you see, Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Right. If you don't retract that. Mm. Your dog will do the the thing that Luke Skywalker does on the Atats mm-hmm. to people when they're running, and I want that. I want that stopped. I the several times now where a small dog, and it's always the dogs about your dog's height, right? Mm. A dog who is um, small enough to get through my legs unharmed by running. Fine, that's mm. not going to affect me. They, they're going to run at me. Like a big dog will just run alongside me, and that's okay. But these small dogs, they like to go through you. But then, if the leaders, if 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 the owner's attached to them via a sharp piece of thin wire, and then the dog does laps of my legs, I just basically they just truss me up. Are they literally kidnapping me? What are they? What are they doing? Well, the, the problem is, John, that what? Um, the majority of dog owners are complete bellends. Good. Okay. Um, I would say other dog owners are right. the only thing worse to me than other parents, <laughs> and they make me sick. Um, so I wouldn't blame the lead. It's it's the person wielding the lead that is the problem. Right. Um, I will be incredibly respectful of other people with mine. Uh, it's only for when she's on a field and she wants to go and have a sniff around. It won't be when we're walking down a pavement or anything like that. Right, okay. Um, and it's purely for her own safety. Other people are terrible individuals. People who don't clean up after their dog. Oh, makes me livid. But anyway. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan oh, of those. Because also oh, you, get, you get given a, oh, he's on a lead. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah, it's wrapped, wrapped, my wrapped knee. up my ankles, mate. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm eating pavement as we speak, thanks to it. Yeah, I do. I do like. I do like a dog who is off the lead, who decides to come for a couple hundred meters of a jog with you. I do enjoy that. I, I had quite a fun experience a couple of weeks back when I was out for a very. It was I think it was one of my. It's like a ten mile or something. About six miles in, I was running down a little side street, and there was like six kids with their walk out for a walk with their parents, all like after about seven or eight, and they all just started running with me, going like, <laughs> "I'm quicker than you, mate." And I was like, "Yeah, well, actually, I've just done six miles. So if you want to compare, why don't you go and do?" And actually, if we look at our, let's, what's your PB? Because yeah, I think you can find. Can not get your dad to check the official records? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that was quite fun. But um, yeah. I don't, Did you, you give know, him any high fives? No, they were, they were they were running next to me and abusing me, John. I didn't want to give him any high fives. I didn't want to encourage that sort of behaviour. encourage that behaviour. Did make me pick my pace up a bit, though. It was a, I think it was about my best split. Um, my so 10k yeah. pin is very, is very short. Um, in September, we will do a 10k together. <laughs> okay. Um... Louise and Paul's running club, the Bulmy Bullets, have confirmed that they are doing their Bullets run in September, which is a very similar course to the Seven Pools. Right. And if we run it, they will accept their stickers at last. Okay, yeah, but is... So my only thing is, is there a, is there right. a medal? I think there is. That's a deal-breaker. I think there is. It's a deal-breaker for me, John. Hmm. No medal, no Morton. No medal, no Morton. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll... I'm, I'm sure they'll look into that now. Um, Let's make sure there is one. I, I, we can just get you your own medal. Well, that's fine. I, me- I just need a medal. That's, that's all I need. That's, that's just, I don't care where it comes from. I just need to be given a medal at the end. Otherwise, it didn't count. Trouble is, then you've got to work out where to put them. I'm still trying to work out where to put mine. Well, I'm going to do the same thing you do, which is to hang them behind you so that every time you're on a work call, everyone goes, oh, look at your medals. And then you go, yeah, let me take you for each one individually. This is the one where I beat an 11 year old. Yeah, yeah. Where's his medal? Yeah. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> oh. Right. Done? Done. All right. Tweet us at Runapod. Bye. Peace. If you don't like a Good for Snake and John.